Hello, and welcome to Carried Away. I'm your host, Carrie Murray. As the founder of the Bra Network, the Business Relationship Alliance, I have met some of the most inspiring women working as entrepreneurs, freelancers, founders, executives, and creatives, and I want to share their stories with you. So let's get carried away. I excel at many things, one of which is setting goals. I don't know about you, but I'm very, very good at setting goals. Not so much in achieving said goals, but I'm really good at setting them. Luckily, today I'm joined with goal achievement coach, Kristen Burke. She works with women, entrepreneurs, and leaders to help them maximize their potential and achieve their goals. Let's get carried away. Hello, Kristen. I'm so excited you're getting carried away with me today. You guys, I know we've set a lot of goals for ourselves, right? I am actually really good at setting goals. I said that in the intro, and I just want everyone to know that not only am I good at setting goals, I'm really good at writing them down and putting them on post-its and putting them everywhere and affirmations. And then all of a sudden I'm like, squirrel, what? What goal? (laughs) Goes right out the window. Well, luckily we are joined with Kristen Burke, who is a goal achievement coach, And she's going to talk about the four characteristics of goal achievers. Welcome, Kristen. Thank you so much for having me. And I am fired up to talk about not only setting goals, like you mentioned, but then achieving goals, because there is a big, big difference. Yeah, for sure. For sure. Now, I have to know, like, when you were a little girl, um, were you always, like, achieving the things you set out to do? Were you always (laughs) like, I'm going to be on the soccer team? trying out, made it. I'm going to be in the play. I'm going to get all A's. Like, did you do this as a kid? I did. And uh, one of the most prominent examples is I, I took a handful of dance classes as a little girl, but I'm, I'm literally talking, Carrie, like a handful. And I decided when I went into high school that I wanted to be on the dance team. And so I went to tryouts and I clearly was not the most talented in the room. But what I did is I went home every night and I practiced and that routine, I would practice and practice in front of my mirror over and over. And I made the dance team. And that was really the start of of me being able to see, wait a minute, if you're clear on what you want and you know why you want it and you work really, really hard, sometimes that can lead to the goal achievement more so than having the talent uh, to get to get going. Yeah, but I will tell you, I failed my driver's test the first time I took it. So that is that is one goal that I did not achieve on the first try. Was it the written test or the actual driving test? The actual driving. What did you do test. wrong? What did you do wrong? Well, I couldn't. I could not parallel park. Oh. That was for sure. And the other mistake that I made is I took the the test in my dad's truck. And we kind of showed up one day and just thought, oh, like, I should just take it. I wasn't mentally prepared. I wasn't thinking about it. And I think nervous. And I I remember I called my boyfriend, who's now my husband at the time. And uh, I said, I feel, I know, we've been together forever, high school sweethearts. Uh, I said, you know, babe, I I failed my driver's test. And he laughed at me. And I'm like, no, I I don't think you understand. I have failed the test. So. Luckily, luckily, I went back. I took it again. I passed. I, I, I have, I have conquered that. But it was an example of a goal I did not achieve on the first uh, try. Well, it's good to know. Um, I'm not going to be near you anytime when you're parallel parking. So 
no to self. No, everyone, no, no. Don't be near Kristen when she's trying to parallel park. <laughs> I just, I still don't do it. Even though my car has like all the cameras and everything, I just don't. I will circle until I can find a spot I can pull into. Pull into. <laughs> oh my gosh. When I learned to drive, I was in San Francisco. So I had to learn not only on a stick, but also had a parallel park on a hills. Yikes. My dad was like, you are not getting a driver's license until you learn how to parallel park. <laughs> well, it, it's a fantastic skill. And clearly in our household, my husband is going to be teaching our daughter how to drive. I will, I will leave that up to up to him. We all, we all have strengths. We all have weaknesses. So I'm pretty confident where I lie on some things. Love it. Love it. Okay. So you kind of always had this, like this, this pull to set goals for yourself and, and, you know, kind of get there. Um, Now, when you were in high school, you're getting ready to go to college or start your career where you're like, how can I make goals a career or how, what led you to be a goal achievement coach? That is a brilliant question. And no, I had no idea I could turn my passion for setting goals and helping others achieve their goals into an actual career. So when I when I went to college, I actually went into college as a psychology major, mm. and I thought I was going to become a forensic psychologist. Ooh. I, I'm very grateful. I'm very grateful for my criminology class, my freshman year of college, and we had a couple of assignments. We had to go to the court and and observe a, a court hearing. We had to do a police ride along, and I'm in that police ride along, and I realized I don't want to do this job. This is not what I thought it was. I thought it sounded cool, but no, I do not. I do not want to go this route. So I was kind of lost and thinking, well, what do I do? A lot of my friends were studying business. I'm like, oh, I just don't really want to take all the finance classes. Oh. And then, funny enough, I ended up working in a financial services firm. So funny how that goes. So I landed on communication, which I also did not know could be a discipline. And I fell in love with public speaking. So funny here we're on a podcast. And I thought I was going to work in a PR firm. And then I got an internship in financial services and had no idea, no idea what the industry was all about, but ended up really truly falling in love with the company, what the company stood for, the work that the organization did for the clients and and the mindset of the people who are really successful. And I started coaching financial advisors in 2009. So I've actually been coaching people for over a decade And I got to a point, Carrie, in my career where I knew I wanted more. I wanted more autonomy. I wanted more impact. And I thought that more was going to show up by moving up the ranks in my previous firm. And I went all in and I I raised my hand for the next level position. I wrote the vision and I didn't get the job. Mm. And that was a huge, huge opportunity for me to slow down, take a step back, get really clear on what I wanted. And, it, and it, it was so apparent that I was scared. I was scared to go out on my own and become a coach, but that was what my heart really, truly wanted. So I, I grew the courage, thanks to the universe not giving me that role. And I started uh, becoming a coach in December 2019. So really fun time. Let me tell you yeah, to go into right. business for yourself. But I followed my passion. I leaned into my intuition and I became a goal achievement coach and I Today, collaborate with ambitious client-based business owners, and I help them get really clear on what it is that they want and hold them accountable and help them build their confidence and their courage to achieve their goals. I love that. It's so, so, so necessary. It's almost like you, your business best friend, right? 
Because when you're an entrepreneur, you're by yourself and you're, you're feeling like, is anybody going to buy this? What, what, what am I doing? And it would be, you would be a great person to be like, am I on the right path? But am I setting the right goals? Because sometimes I have found that when you're setting goals, you're setting what's like, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to be on Oprah's couch. Okay, well, how are you going to get to that goal? Where it might be more realistic to be like, I'm going to be in, in the LA Times or something like that. You know, when you were, when you first started out, you, did you purposely look for women entrepreneurs, or is that just what you were uh, was attracted to you? What kind of like came to you? When I go back to my corporate career, I became really passionate about helping women grow their careers in financial services for several different reasons. It's a male-dominated industry. I was a part of a women's leadership program, and I wanted to see more women excel in that particular industry. So I knew when I started my own business, there was going to be a huge part of my business where I focused on serving women. And quite frankly, I wanted to teach women the things that I learned to get to the point where I had the confidence and the courage to go out on my own and, and honor my own ambitions. So I knew there'd be a big part of, of the work that I do where I work with, with women. I do coach men. Mm-hmm. I tend to work with a lot of men who are incredibly passionate about their family. So they're the kind of men who they want to support their partners or their spouse, and they want to be there for their kids. And they're looking for a way to build really big businesses while also enjoying life outside of work. Yeah, I love that. Now, before we get to our four characteristics, I'm dying to know, what, um, wh- why do people fail at setting goals? Like, what, what's, the, what's the biggest reason that you've seen or do you see anything in common with the people, you know, what's that common denominator with the people you work with, with why they haven't achieved that goal? Yeah. So I'll answer this from a positive point of view. So I have two clients who recently achieved really big goals. So we're talking over the last three months, they set out and they wanted to go after these huge goals. And as I reflect on what happened with these two clients, they shared some similarities. And I think as we describe these similarities, it'll be helpful for the audience to say, oh, if I'm not doing that, that could lead to failure. So one of the similarities is these two clients were extremely clear on what they wanted and why they wanted it. And that's, I'm jumping a little ahead. That's the first characteristic of a goal achiever. But that clarity is incredibly important. The second thing that these clients did is they believed in themselves. So they looked at me and they're like, Chris then I am going to hit this goal. And Carrie, think about all the goals that you've set and maybe haven't achieved. Was there a time where that conviction wavered and you hesitated? You thought, oh, maybe that self-doubt, that fear, all of the negative mental narratives get in our way. So these clients were, I am going to hit it. They were crystal clear. And then the third thing that these clients did that I believe led to their success is they tracked their goal. They always knew the score. So we avoid tracking goals if we get off track because it makes us feel worse. Like we already know we're off track. Like, why do I got to look at it? Well, no, we got to look at it from a lens of perspective and understanding, not looking at the goal from a lens of shame or judgment. So clarity, belief in yourself and tracking, those become a recipe for achieving your goals. And if you're missing those elements, that could be a recipe for not achieving your goals. Yeah, I, I love that. It's so, so true. Um, what, so what are people feeling? You know, you know, the entrepreneurs that are listening to this right now, what are they feeling before they're like, I need Kristen in my life? 
So they're feeling like they have more potential and they're not quite sure how to maximize it. They're feeling like they can start to articulate a little bit of what it is that they want, but maybe their vision isn't crystal clear yet. Or they're feeling like they've achieved some goals, but they know they can go bigger and they can achieve more. And they're looking for that partner, the person that can come in and help them brainstorm and hold them accountable. And I love, Carrie, accountability is critical for achieving goals, but it gets such a bad reputation because a lot of people aren't sure how to hold other people accountable. And it can come across in judgmental or negative or shameful ways. And in my opinion, accountability is asking you what you told me you're passionate about and helping you follow through despite all the fear or the negative mental narratives or the self-doubt that can come up along the way. Yeah, I think a lot of uh, when you have an account accountability partner or coach, you don't want to be bossed around, right? You don't want to be like, don't tell me what to do. Like you can't like, don't call me bossy. Like, like there, but there is a stigma around that, and there really shouldn't be. Um, I thrive on accountability. Um, that's actually, I think, one of the reasons why I can meet my goals is because I tell a girlfriend or I tell my coach, you know, this is what I'm working towards. So whether it's losing ten pounds or eating you know, no dairy for a month, you know, just having that person be like, Hey, how's it going? And just checking in to me, it's, it's really, really, you know, comforting knowing that I'm not alone, but having someone that's like, okay, I'm going to talk to Kristen on Tuesday at 11 o'clock. I better get my shit together because I don't want to disappoint myself and her. One of my favorite conversation points is when I I jump into a session with a client and they say, Kristen, you're going to be so proud of me. I did the thing. And and Carrie, it's usually they did it right before we got on the phone with one another. And that's that's what I love. I, I believe we all have a pretty darn good idea of what we need to do to be successful and achieve our goals. But there's a lot of stuff that gets in the way. And that's where a goal achievement coach like myself can come in and, and help you work through that stuff, unpack your stories figure out what is truth and what is made up in your mind and help you grow that courage so you can take action and achieve your goal. I love that. I love that. So let's dive into it. So tell me the characteristics of all these fabulous goal achievers. What do they have? Are they all Virgos? Who knows? Let's find out. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I've been, I've been dropping hints along the way. So the four characteristics of goal achievers are clarity, confidence, courage, and consistency. I'll back up and I'll, I'll describe how each one comes into play with achieving your goals. So clarity. I already mentioned it is incredibly important to know why you want a goal. One of the challenges today is that we're also connected on social media. We can see what everyone else is doing. Mm. And sometimes we'll set a goal because Carrie had that goal. And well, I want to be like, better set that goal. And that doesn't usually work when it comes to long-term success. So what I help my clients uncover is what is your long-term vision? And it can be really challenging for some people to write a long-term vision. So I'll coach them through a long-term vision. And then we start to connect the goals they're working on today to that bigger picture, that long-term vision, and what achieving this goal today is going to help them work towards in the future. So clarity, clarity. know what you want and why you want it. Love it. The second characteristic is confidence. And this is a topic that is critical to explore 
with women. I mentioned that I didn't have enough confidence to roll out on my own before I started my business. So I actually hired my first coach to help me grow my confidence. Yeah. And Carrie, what I learned is that confidence isn't built by sitting in our office and brainstorming and strategizing and researching. Confidence is built when we take action, imperfect action. And so a lot of times as women, we want to strive for perfection. And I catch myself doing this all the time. Oh, I got to think of the perfect way to word this email before I send it. No, I don't. Yeah, I got an idea. Just send the darn email. Yeah. So confidence and a lot of things can get in the way of growing our confidence. It's typically overthinking. We spend far too much time thinking about things that happened in the past and we're ruminating and rehashing. I'm so good at this. So, so true. So good at this. That is not helpful for growing yeah. confidence. We'll overthink. Like I said, we're striving for perfection and we got to get it just right. And we got to study more when in the meantime, there are lots of people out there that are taking action that are far less qualified or prepared than we are. And then the final one is future thinking. Do you ever think, oh, well, what if this happens? And well, what if they think this way? And what if they say this? And we create all these what if scenarios that are not rooted in truth or experience and it hinders our confidence. So confidence, second characteristic. Our third, uh, the, the, the third characteristic is courage. Mm. And this, this closely relates to confidence because a lot of times we need to have courage to take action. But courage is when we build momentum by repeating the actions, habits, and behaviors that will lead to goal achievement. And so often we wait for fear to go away. But like confidence, we grow our courage by embracing fear. So it's not like goal achievers don't get afraid or don't feel fear or don't hesitate. They learn how to take action regardless of that feeling. So that feeling doesn't keep them stuck. And then our, our final characteristic is consistency. And mm -hmm. so often goal achievers, they hang in. They make one more phone call. They make one more ask. They know distract them and they keep moving forward and they keep progressing in the direction of their goal despite not getting it right the first go around. Ah, oh, it's so, so true. All of those are really brilliant. And I love that they all started with the letter C, just like my name. Um, <laughs> I do agree though. I feel like comparison um, can can just block you completely, especially if you're scrolling through Instagram, you're like, oh my God, she has 10,000 more followers than me. Oh my gosh, I had this great idea for the same product or service. That comparison, like how, how do we stop doing that so we can get clarity? Because to me, that is like what, what halts people from having their clarity because they're, they're like, I want to be like her when like, no girl, be you. <laughs> Yes. Well, I can tell you what has worked for me because I fall victim to comparison quite often and I still do it to this day. So one thing that is working really well for me is taking a break from social media one or two days during the week. So I do leverage social media. I think it's a great way to build relationships with my current clients, my future clients, staying connected with past clients. I think it's an awesome way to build a brand and to share all the things that I've learned about goal achievement with others. So it aligns with my mission to help others maximize their potential and achieve their definitions of success. But I realized lately 
if I don't control when I'm checking into social media and checking out, that it can really start to take over and it takes me out of the now and I'm less present with my family and I go into all that overthinking we already described. Oh, yeah. mm-hmm. So one is, is picking a day or two days that you're not going to go on onto the platform and give yourself that break. The other thing, Carrie, that has really helped me is the more that I've talked with people that I perceive to be super successful based on what I see on social media, the more that I've had these real, honest, vulnerable conversations, the more I realize they got problems too. They have challenges too. We don't see it because we all put on that best face and the, you know, we write the captions (laughs) and, but everyone who is successful is dealing with something and they, they're, they're, they're likely working with a coach to talk through what they're dealing with. So that's the other thing that has really helped me as I recognize that I don't have the full story or the full picture. And then last, it goes back to that clarity and I have to check myself is what I'm comparing myself to what I want or is it what I think I want based on what I see. And so often it's, it's not what I, actually want. It's not what I actually want. No, not at all. And it's, there's everyone listening. There is power in the unfollow. There is release in the unfollow and the blocking and nobody's going to be upset if you stop following them. I'm not checking. Oh, it's Kristen still following me. No, I don't have time to see if Kristen is still following me, but I want to check in and and be like, what's Kristen doing? But there is there. And I really feel like and I've heard this before that comparison is just the thief of joy, you know, and you're not you're not going to be able to have the clarity or the courage or the confidence or all the seeds to be able to achieve what you're really working towards. Um, Now, tell me about how you work with your clients. Is it a group program one on one? Is it online? Like, tell me tell me about your programming. Yes. So that is a brilliant question. And I love coaching individuals one-on-one. So the primary way that I connect with my clients is through our individual coaching. And I work with my clients to help them get really clear on their goals and take them through a reflection process and a brainstorming process. And we start working towards a plan so that they can achieve the goals that they, they set forth to achieve. I also am a facilitator for the Honor Your Ambition Mastermind. So this, this is a a newer service offering that came about here in 2021. And the Honor Your Ambition Mastermind is for women who want to learn business acumen and be a part of a group of other ambitious women so they can launch their business or grow their business or elevate their careers. So I've partnered with two other women collectively. We have over 40 years of coaching and leadership and executive experience. And we've come together, we've created 12 different modules that our individuals go through. And then we've got the traditional mastermind growth sessions where people are able to talk and share and build ideas and inspiration. But that has been a service that is is incredible to be a part of. And it's near and dear to my heart. I, I remember in my corporate career, I was told I was too ambitious. And <laughs> what? <laughs> yeah, I was told I was too ambitious. And, you know, you start hearing feedback like that, and it makes you doubt yourself and you yeah. question and you wonder. And so when an opportunity came about to partner with these two women, Nicole and Leslie, and we all started sharing some of our experiences. We all shared similar experiences around being told we're too this or too much or too that. 
And we thought we want to create a community where women feel like they belong, no matter who they are or how they show up or what they're going after. So that is a way that individuals can work with me in a group setting. And then I do partner with organizations for workshops, especially if they want to teach their individuals how to do visioning and, and other creative sales skills workshops to help their financial advisors build client based businesses. But my primary way that I work with clients is individual coaching or honor your ambition. I love that. Now in honor your ambition, is it a, how big is that group? Do you like That's to- a great question? Yeah. Is it we, six, 12? How many people do you usually want to have in a group like that? Yeah, we typically have between 10 and 12 in the group. Oh, good. And yeah. That way we're able to do smaller cohorts. Smaller cohorts for the growth session. And we tend to partner the women who will have similar experiences so they can get some really valid feedback in those cohort hurts. <laughs> I love, you know, I love a pun. Obviously my brand is called bra. So <laughs> I love a good pun. I love it. That's yes. really, I also feel like in any group coaching program, you know, if there's like 20, 30 people in it, you, you can get lost. You can get, you're like the person in the back of the classroom, like, don't call on me, don't call on me. So that's really 10 to 12. Is, I think the sweet spot when it comes to any group coaching program, that's really, really great. Um, wow. Now, and you also have a podcast. I do. Yes. Let's hear about that. Now, was that a pandemic project or were you always like, I'm going to do a podcast and, but the plant, because for me, I was like, it was always a goal. But it wasn't until the pandemic hit that I was like, well, I'm home all day and I have a lot of people I want to talk to. So let me (laughs) create a podcast. Well, I went into 2020 with the goal to start a podcast. So I had the goal to start a podcast prior to the pandemic, but I actually started it in the middle of the pandemic. And I wanted to start a podcast, Carrie, because podcast, listening to podcasts was a huge part of how I grew my confidence to launch my business. So I, I would listen to podcasters and I would borrow their enthusiasm. I would borrow their insight. And that's really what helped me grow my confidence in addition to my coach. So I knew I wanted a platform to be able to give back and impact more people outside of my individual and group coaching. So my podcast is called Elite Achievement comes out twice a month. And I I started the podcast thinking, I'm going to host all these episodes. I got a lot to say. And my podcast producer was like, you should make a list of people you want to interview just in case. And I thought, nah, <laughs> I did an interview. And I thought, oh my gosh, like interviewing is amazing. I you love it. <laughs> you, you know what I mean? You get I to borrow it. from the person you're talking with. And I have learned the most incredible stories. And quite honestly, I love having a platform where people can come on and share what it is they're passionate about, the business they've built, the goal they've achieved. I love giving people a space to tell their story. So really now become heavier on the interviews. And then I show up every few episodes and, and share some wi- wisdom and insight. But the purpose of the show is to help demystify the goal achievement process. So we talk a lot about goals or building businesses, growing confidence. It's a lot of fun. I love that. We're going to put, make sure we put a link to that in the show notes too. So everybody can listen to your podcast. Um, Thank you. What um, podcast do you like to listen to? What are you currently got uh, subscribing besides mine? Yeah, (laughs) of course. Of course. I mean, that's an obvious, right? Well, I listen to this is woman's work. So my coach, Nicole, 
has a podcast. Uh, this is Woman's Work, and it's all topics that are related to women thriving in all various areas of their life. So I love that podcast. And then Ed Milet, ah, he is such a huge name in the growth and development space. And oh, yeah. I've never stopped listening to one of his podcasts and not felt fired up. So he just has a gift. Of, of bringing out the best in his guests and leaving his guests with really tangible, actionable uh, uh, to do so they can live their best life. And then another podcast, one of my clients um, told me about this podcast called Empire Building. And it's, I believe it's for uh, Keller Williams real estate agents who are just okay. powerhouses. And yeah. I love listening to these women describe how they're building their empires and how they're growing their life. And I remember listening to an episode they did last year where they all talked about the best books that they read. So that's been a, a podcast that I love listening to as well. I love that. I know when I'm listening to a good podcast is because I typically listen when I'm doing something else, you know, and it's usually driving and now it's schlepping the kids to and from, you know, school um, is I know I'm listening to a good podcast when I pull in my driveway and I wait in the car. I don't like immediately. I'm like, wait, okay, where can I? And I'll sometimes finish the episode sitting in my car. Like I won't even put in the earbuds in and like, I can take it with me <laughs> for some reason have to finish in the car. In the car. Or do you ever listen to a podcast and you're like, oh, I wish I had a notebook right now. Yes. I got to write this down. Like, this is so good. It was gold. Yeah, yeah I've done that too. That's Amy Porterfield. Anytime I listen to an Amy Porterfield and it's all about online marketing, right? I'm in the car and I was like, crap. What do I have to do with a newsletter? Damn it. <laughs> I know. <laughs> it's like, the if you that... like Amy Porterfield's, do you ever listen to Jenna Kutcher? No, I didn't know she had a podcast. Yeah, so uh, Jenna Kutcher has a podcast called Goal Digger and a lot of a lot of really good nuggets on online marketing and building email lists and instagram things like that and all the things all the things all, all right good things. to know yeah. i'll check it out for sure for sure um now before we wrap up i'm dying to know you know once somebody's done coaching with you mm -hmm. and you go fly little birdie go achieve all your goals what brings them back to you uh, so one of the things that i am really incredibly inspired by, humbled by, appreciative of. I've had a couple of women who have uh, become my client. We've been working on building their business. They've gotten pregnant and they've gone out on maternity leave. Mm. And so we pause coaching while they're out on maternity leave and they come back, right? They, they, they reach out. They're like, Hey, I'm coming back to the office. I want to start coaching again. And, and that is just, that is such a, a gift. And I, I take that responsibility responsibility, or I consider that to be such a big responsibility, because these women are really trusting me to help them get back into the office, get back to their new route, to their new normal. And so I would say, individuals come back to me when they want enthusiasm, they want optimism, they want someone who's going to listen and ask them the questions. One of the things I love to do, Carrie, is I pay attention to those off-handed comments. Mm. The things you, you kind of say at the end of whatever you were saying, or you kind of say them quietly. And I'm like, wait a minute, wait, let's go back to that. Like, tell me more about that. You know, what does that mean? And how is that impacting your goals? And that's, uh, that's why I think people come back to me. Absolutely. Cause you're a good listener. 
it's very evident that you're a really good listener. You hear it all. You're like, you're not getting away with that <laughs> negative <laughs> self-talk. But also, you know, when you're going through life changes, like having a baby or taking, you know, losing a parent or all these things, it's good to take a pause, reflect on that and be like, okay, how am I going to now keep going? Do I need a new goal? Maybe now that I have the baby, maybe my goal is going to change a little bit or, um, or moving, you know, or a pandemic hits, you know, like maybe my, so having that adaptability, it would be great to have someone like you to be like, you know, Kristen, is this crazy? But now I want to do this. And I instead want to change this goal to this. And it would be great to have someone to be like, or like, yeah, girl, do it. Yes. Well, I have found a lot of my clients when they come back to work after having their baby, they want more time at home, but they don't want their business revenue to drop. So now we got to talk about, okay, so we know there's a couple different levers we can pull, like what levers are going to work the best for you and how do we make this new schedule work? And we got to work through the limiting beliefs around that. And I think you make such a great point. I remember when I had my own daughter, I didn't have a coach at the time. And I thought, okay, wait a minute, something's wrong with me. I'm broken because I'm not achieving the way I used to or working the way I used to. It's a massive adjustment. And I didn't recognize that it was okay to create a new normal. Yeah, no. And, you know, when I had my daughter, my coach was a mommy and me teacher. And uh, thank God for her. Cynthia, if you're listening, you saved my life. Um, But it was nice to have a community to then remind myself, yes, I have this side of me as now a new mom, but also I have this professional side of me. I have this side that does have career goals and everything. And it was just great to have someone who got it. Um, so anybody who's listening, who has a new baby or is pregnant, don't get stuck in the minutia of that. You're still your individual. You're going to be a great mom, but don't lose who you are because that happens a lot. And then postpartum happens. And then when that's a whole nother podcast, but, um, it can be dangerous. Um, wow. Well, this is so cool. Now tell me about your breakout plan. I know you mentioned, um, that on your website, there's something that people can get. Yes. So individuals who want to learn more about me or if they're fired up or they want a place, Carrie, to write down their goals, they can head to my website, which is kristenburke.com. And a a pop-up box will come up, which will allow you to grab a copy of my breakout plan. And I created this to help individuals write down their goal, plan to achieve their goal, because so often we, we know what we want, but we haven't thought about our confidence level in achieving that. So we got to figure out, okay, do we need to start with mindset or can we jump straight to strategies and tactics? And then it also helps you think through how you're going to track your goal. That was one of the things I spoke about earlier in our episode, the power of tracking. So you can go online, grab a copy of my breakout plan and get clear on the goals that you want to achieve the rest of this year. And then you can use it moving forward as you plan for the new year. I love that. And we'll put that also in the show notes, kristenburke.com. How to get that breakout plan. I'm definitely need to be on your list. Just listening to you, I'm like, yeah, I need to do more of that. Yeah, I need to do more of that. This has been really valuable to me, especially. I feel like I got my own little coaching here. Hey, <laughs> I got yay, of Kristen's coaching. <laughs> I love it. Now, before we go, let's get carried away. Um, what's something, you know, the pandemic hit, you have small children, you're stuck. What's something you've been doing to keep yourself sane? I know you're listening to podcasts. Are you binging anything? Are you one of those people that started baking? Are you, you know, gardening? What, what's keeping you carried away during this time? <laughs> it's so interesting the way that you set this question up because I hadn't really thought about this as a like, oh, this has kept me sane during the pandemic. And, and honestly, Carrie, two years ago, 
these words would have never come out of my mouth. I am so carried away with golf right now. I go, I know. I would have not have pictured that either. (laughs) Not great at golf. So let's just get really clear with that. But coming out of the pandemic, it's so, it's crazy to me to think how this happened because my husband, who I have been with forever, as I mentioned, we are high school stars. He's worked in the golf industry for two decades. So I have had access and exposure to golf for the longest time. And my grandma, my grandma was even a golf teacher. And I, I, I go back and I think I maybe took like one or two lessons with her. But again, I was too focused on the dance team. I like doing all right. the, the fast moving activities in high school. And, you know, I also worked in financial services and a lot of the men would golf. And I was like, oh, I don't golf. How dare, you know, no <laughs> golf contests like golf. So it's crazy to me that I love it. But we're in the pandemic. And, you know, uh, here in L.A., as you and I are both here in L.A., things were shut down a lot longer than other places in the country. But golf courses opened up. So and we I remember have the weather. <laughs> we have the weather. We can golf all year long, which mm-hmm. is fantastic. So I remember looking at my husband last year. It was right before the 4th of July. And I said, I want to go golfing. He goes, you got to be kidding me. What? Uh, so we went golfing. And Carrie, I am I am hooked. We golf almost every Friday afternoon. It's on my calendar. I block the time. I love it's, that. This little, it's this little mini date with my husband. It's our kickoff to the weekend. We, we, uh, we've got some travels coming up and I'm like, Oh, are we bringing the golf clubs? Do we get to sneak in around the golf? It's crazy how much I love it. But for me, it's very meditative mm. and it helps me calm down because I talk fast. I think fast. I work fast. I'm ambitious. I'm a goal achievement coach. And so golf, I got to calm down and chill out because if, if I'm too tense, I do not perform well on the golf course. It really gotcha. is more of a sport. It's about flow and it's fun and you can connect. So who I knew? love that. I See? like golf. Who that is, and it's been in your life for decades and you're finally succumbed. You finally were like, okay, <laughs> I love that. That's so, and I love that you're doing it with your husband instead of like a Friday night, you know, happy hour, you're like a Friday night, you know, nine holes. I think that's great. I think that's really great. It can be. Oh, obviously. And then, yeah, yeah, I mean, (laughs) that's why it's only nine holes. You got to get to the bar. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, So it's been fun. (laughs) All right. And now the reverse of um, something that's one or two things, whatever you have um, that you can't stand that people get so insanely carried away about. I know for me, um, one example I have, and I've said it on the podcast before is matcha tea. Uh, matcha tastes like dirt to me, like a cup of dirt. <laughs> I can't wrap my head around it, but people, especially here in LA, love matcha, <laughs> like have to have their matcha. Um, how about you? I don't, I don't think I'm a matcha fan now that you bring that up. Yeah, that's, that's definitely not my jam, but I have, I have a couple that people rave about, or at least they raved about me. I don't know if it's still as, as popular. Maybe they are, but Harry Potter. I have never read a Harry Potter book and I know they opened, is it Harry Potter world or yeah, Harry Potter universal? Land? I think universal? it's Hogwarts. It's at universal studios. I'm not sure what it's called. <laughs> yep. Nope. Never have been to that. I, I don't like, I don't get the Harry Potter obsession. So that that's one. And then another is I've never seen a star 
or a Star Wars movie. And I know those are really big deals for people who love them. I've never seen, I've never seen one. I wow. don't, I don't understand. <laughs> Did your husband, has he ever no. seen them? Wow. He, maybe he's seen them, but he's not a, a Trekkie or he doesn't get Super he, obsessed. He, yeah. He's, he's actually a lot more cultured than I am. I would say he, he tends to have, uh, you know, seen a lot of things. It wasn't until maybe a year ago or a year and a half ago where I saw the Goonies for the first time, which is like a classic movie yeah. from our childhood. He's like, yeah. how have you never seen the Goonies? I'm like, I don't know. I never really saw the Goonies. So, yeah. <laughs> well, have you seen Ferris Bueller's Day Off? Yes, that okay. I have. Seen. Yeah. That, is, that is really good. <laughs> okay, good. <laughs> have you seen Clueless? Oh. Uh, only my favorite movie. That is literally <laughs> my favorite. And you know, it's, uh, uh, I noticed at Target, uh, the other day that they're starting to bring back the skirts from oh, yeah. list and, and the sweater vest. I'm yeah. Like, oh my gosh. It's, it's, that's, that's the flannel. Coming, yeah. But- you my daughter went to her first day of school and I was like, I'm sorry, did 1994 call like yes. flannel skirt with the knee high socks and the black shoes. And I was like, yes. I yes. could have just kept my clothes. <laughs> I know. I remember it was going into middle school. That was when Clueless came out for me. So now I'm, I'm aging myself here on, on the on the show. But I remember having to go to a store called 579. I remember 579. Get, do you remember 579? Oh, yeah. To get the skirt and yeah. the, the heels. And I remember we had to make sure, at least at my school, that the shirt didn't show your belly, but you yeah. would try to get it like as short as you possibly could. I still have that rule. And my daughter had, now the skirt has to be long enough to where your fingertips touch the bottom of the skirt. Um, do you remember wet seal? Yes. I remember <laughs> that too. Yes. And contempo casuals. Yes. yes. Oh my gosh. All these great stores from our, our childhood. That's yeah. where we, what we did at the mall. We went yeah. to all these stores. Exactly. Exactly. And they'd have the big rod to get it off the high, to get it off of the really high display. I remember it so well. But they took a lot of my money, that Contempo Casuals of 1994. I'd have to save up all the money that would come in the birthday card because yeah. like wasn't working then. You know, you'd right. save everything and you go buy the one shirt. I'd wear it like once a week to school. Same. Hundred percent. Oh my gosh. <laughs> oh wow. Well, thank you so much, Kristen. This has been so fun. Um, I'm glad you got carried away with me. You gave us so much wisdom when it comes to goal setting. And, you know, there's a lot of books and you know, we can listen to thousands of podcasts, we can do a hundred million things, but honestly, your four C's, what let me make sure I got them. Clarity, confidence. Don't tell me. Clarity, confidence, courage, and consistency. I did it. You got it. You nailed it. Yes. I love it. I love it. And stop comparing yourself. I'm going to put the asterisk on that seat. No, no more comparison. That comes with confidence though. But anyways, thank you so much for coming. It's been really, really great. Um, I've enjoyed having you. This is so fun. Thank you so much for the opportunity. I had a blast chatting with you. Hey, thanks for joining me and getting carried away. I'm your host, Carrie Murray, founder of the Bra Network, Bra Business Relationship Alliance. We are a network of female entrepreneurs that lift and support each other. If you're a female entrepreneur looking for community, collaboration, and all kinds of fun, head over to bra-network.com and check out our membership. Hope to see you there.